welcome back to Goonies World. This is Meanie, also known as Ryan, and joined, as always, by Goonie, also known as Colin. That is me. Hello. And Mr. Johnny Pharaoh, also known as Sean. Hey, hey, hey. And last but not least, Lunicorn, also known as Lynn. Good evening, or afternoon, or morning, or whatever time it is where you are. And uh, we're diving right back into The Odd. Yeah, that's right. This is our third installment of Into The Odd, and uh, we are in the Moonstone House. We have salvage rights to the Moonstone House here in the great sprawling industrial fantasy city of Bastion. And you've just defeated Tiptoe Moon, the little dust monster, the little girl who was transubstantiated into dust and swept her out the window. And you had just realized as you were taking a short rest to regain your HP that the room was on fire. There was uh, smoke coming out through the vents. And you'd remember when you had stopped a trap earlier, you had heard some crashing and clanging in the walls that led down to the basement and a whooping kind of explosion. And uh, you're now theorizing that that had, uh, you know, exploded a boiler in the basement or something, created a problem and started a fire. Luckily, this building's mostly made of stone. I mean, there's wood fixtures and things inside. But it's not like this whole thing's going to go up and flame. you got to jump out the window right this second. Your instincts tell you you have time, probably, to at least make... A very brief search of the rest of the place. You think you're about halfway through it. You've been going slowly upwards throughout the house in search of the arcana that Father Moon collected before he died, they say. And, of course, then he had left the property to his three daughters who got up to ill business, which we'll not recap. But here you are. You've completed your short rest, luckily, during the time that it's taken you to realize that there's smoke drifting up out of the vents. And it's got, like, a chemical taint to it. And, uh... It's rather nasty and greasy. And what do you do? What were the options as far as doors and exits and stuff? Well, there was a hallway that you came through here uh, that uh, had the trap in it, you recall. And you felt that you were in the outer turret. There was a turret on the side of the house, you know, stuck onto the side of it. And there's really only one way from here, and that's up. And there is a door behind... uh, by her canopy bed, where the stairways continue circling up the tower. That's the only other way out that you know of. Other than well, the way you came. We don't want to go and, and try to put the fire out. I don't know if that's really realistic. I mean, what do we have to douse a fire? That, I mean, that's got to be a great fire. Probably grease is involved. You know, from that machinery, could really be uh, a blazer. I don't know if we can do anything about that. I say we we just hurry. We go up and we find what we can and get out while we while we still can. Well, well, I just wonder if um, the whole place burns down if it's not going to burn up a bunch of valuables that we could have uh, gotten, but I suppose you're right. It does seem like a rather nasty fire. Yes, it's our luck. We've we've gotten this rights here, and then a large fire starts, and we might lose everything. But um, oh, that's just how it is. I, I'm, I, I just want to press forward. 
I don't know about uh, Nick's. What are your feelings? We don't have time to get into in depth to your feelings. I think we have to to flee. But we don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. That's right. That's my thoughts. The room is on Ooh. fire. That's right. right. I forgot you had those loud lungs. Yeah, she's got those loud lungs. Yes, I do. All right. I meant well, to call you loud lung Lynn in the intro. That's right. You had such other you had such other lovely alliteration with your last but not least, loud lunged Lynn. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, can you consider Roach's uh, suggestion that you go heroically douse the fire for a moment? Uh, but you realize, yeah, it's probably best to keep moving. So I'll assume that after your short rest, uh, you ignore the smoke for now and push on through the uh, upper stairway. And when you get to the top of that stairway, there's a little landing, and then there's two doors. This is there's two small rooms on the floor above. But there's a landing at the top of the stairs. Both the doors are closed. One is black. And the other one, it's blacker. There's wood on the doors. But there's a table out here in this common landing between the two doors. Where it's actually a, vani- a vanity table with a mirror. You can all see yourselves in, in the freakish weird lantern light. And there's a, a clockwork hand, like a clockwork fan here. You know, like a little fan, desktop fan, in case you uh, get too hot. And it's not going at the moment. You've got to crank it up. And it's also a beautiful... String of pearls here. Hmm. Well, do like pearls. Yeah, in fact, those pearls look like they could be worth about a gilder. So there's a price of entry. That's what you would have won in that bet in the first place. Yes. Um, Certainly uh, should take that. And uh, is it so? The fan is that portable thing? Yeah, it's like a little portable pickup. You know. Say it's powered from clockworks. You don't have to plug it into mm-hmm. anything. Could be. You never know. Someday you might get hot. You want the nice breeze well, on your face. We could get hot very soon, actually, with this fire. So it might help now us a little. Now, that string of pearls was around the neck of a little wig dummy, just like a head and shoulders, you know, for a wig dummy. And, you know, wigs are a sign of status in Bastion. It's a beautiful wig. It's got pink powder all over it. It's a white wig, but it's powdered pink. It's obviously for a lady, but anyone could wear it well, if they wanted to take one. I have this f- floppy one that's too large. Do. So I'm going yeah. to just uh, switch it out. Take well, the fancy you find one. This, this next one is the Goldilocks wig because it fits just right. <sighs> your head was a little too small for a, a man's wig, but you're... Uh, this one fits just fine. And, of course, it's much bigger. It's bouffant, you know. It's tall. And as it uh, goes down on either side of your, you know, uh, on, p- down past your ears and, you know, parts supposed to hang down your chest, Louis XIV style. But uh, it's a shocking pink, and it's quite lovely. And then the, the pearls are great. And uh, so, like I say, there's no uh, other stairway out of here. One would be forced to open one of the two doors, the black or blacker. Is th- well, are they the same size? <laughs> I was just going to ask this very same question. <laughs> yeah. Is one yeah, bigger actually, and blacker, or is it just... <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, they're they're both big and black, but one of them just a little bit blacker. Okay. Um, before we do the doors, uh, I'm going to make sure that mirror is a normal mirror, or if there's something more to it. You okay. never can well, tell. 
Alright, you go look in the mirror. Well, I do look qu- quite nice. You- the wig looks lovely on yes. you. It's a great color. It goes nicely with your complexion. I- oh, did by the did you have the other did you have a different wig that you took off? Y- I can't remember. Yes, I did. I You can have the old one, it's too... Who could I have it? Uh, yes, yeah. you can, but I don't, it didn't fit me. It probably won't fit you either. But, uh, whatever. Do whatever. Well, Roach, with- yeah, Roach, you go. You try on the wig, and uh, it's a little bit floppy, because if you recall, the Baron, who you got that wig from, he had an oddly shaped head. He had to go to a wiggist, you know, to uh, get wig his... maker, I think is... His wig maker, yeah. And, uh... But to have his wigs made especially because he had kind of a, a oddly shaped football head, but oh, as long as you don't Griffin, mind a little, right. as long as you don't mind a little bit of a floppy wig, you've got yourself a fine wig. You can have it adjusted at another date. We'll have to have it hemmed. Yeah, and and this one's more of like a a flatter wig. I don't picture it as big and bouffant. It's more like a British barrister style wig, you know, close to the skull, with the ponytail thingy in the back. An American founding father's wig. And I no longer will be mistaken for a butler ever again with this wig. In fact, I should have butlers working for me. At least I will well, soon. Well, you can always hire a lighter boy. Yes. Ooh, if you need a butler, just let me know. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I will let you know. But, uh... Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to reach I'm going to like just feel down this mirror and make sure it's not a secret portal into another realm. Okay. Yeah, you uh you take a good long look at the mirror. Why don't you go ahead and make a will save? Uh-oh. Okay, what is my will? And it's not necessarily an uh-oh, but we would use this stat to see if you could figure out whether something was something or whether oh, something okay. was nothing. Well, I thought it was or it could be that you look in it and you get sucked into the void. Yeah. I failed. Oh, yeah, you're uh, you're not certain about this mirror. Makes you uncomfortable. You felt suspicious and oe as you approached it, and you decide you don't even want to know. You're not going to take the time and effort to determine anything about this mirror because it freaks you out. Yes, I, I something about it I don't like. I think we should just uh, focus on the doors and. Well, in that case, I think we should go for the blacker one. Okay. All right. No problems blacker. with me. Sounds good. The blacker one it is. So you go and you uh, try to open the door and you see that, oh, this is indeed a locked door. You guys have lock picks. Yes, yes we do. Normally, unless you're in a hurry, there's really no need to make you roll for stuff like this, right? Everybody knows eventually that so they're messed with it long enough. You can find a trap or disable a lock. So they're not really big on rolling for things in this game like that. Unless you're in a hurry or under pressure or anything like that. So why don't we see if we can get it open. I know you guys found some lock picks earlier. How handy. You can now try to use them to unlock the door. And this will be a dexterity save. I'm not very dexterous, so someone else can try. More, I'm not very smart, but I am rather dexterous. Also, I'll give it a shot. Fuck. Well, 
I needed a uh, 15 or less, and I got a 19. It's almost, almost the worst thing I could have got. It's almost the worst, but not quite the worst. But what is happening is you guys are wasting quite a bit of time. Nix can try it before you guys just give up and take, yes. take your time on it. Let's give it a try. But for every, you know, little increment of time you spend, oh. fire's spreading down below. I got a 12, which is less than my dexterity. Well, these guys must have jiggled the tumblers a little bit, you know, in their previous attempts, because that door opens, and inside is just absolutely dark. I mean, like, there wasn't much, I and mean, the only light in here anyway is your lantern. But there's not even any ambient light from the windows. Um, you realize the windows have been draped over, like with fire curtains, like heavy black fire curtains. And there was furniture in here, but it's all been pushed to all the sides of the room, leaving the middle of the floor completely open. And uh, you don't know what's behind all the hanging curtains. You assume the windows, you know, but there could be other things behind them as well. And that is what you see. When you open the door. And there's nothing uh, in the center of the floor that no, suge- would no. suggest why these things were no, pushed to the No, it looks sides. like maybe it's just been cleared away for a nice little dance. No great gleaming pentagram or anything like That's that. That's what I was expecting because yeah, yeah. I played Warhammer before. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, at the very least, maybe we could uh, cut some of these fire curtains and wrap you know wrap ourselves in them in case we have to run through fire later on ooh i like that idea it's a good idea yes that's very yeah. very wise yeah i think it's an awesome idea even though i called them blackout curtains not fire curtains i still think it's an awesome idea and uh oh i thought uh, you said specifically said fire curtains or something but if i did uh, you know point is i love the idea you know but I didn't specifically set there here to be fire curtains uh, or like blackout curtains. Yeah, I didn't know what fire yeah. curtains were. I didn't know that was a thing. But um thought maybe it was, uh, you know, like uh, insulated, you know, curtains or something, you know, for for flames. Hey, and that's why I like the idea. I think, you know, it would be a little insulating, you know. And uh, so that could come in handy because we still don't know how the heck you're going to get out of here. But, yeah, if you want to go in and explore them, be my guest. uh you, uh, yeah, yeah. You walk in the room and you you uh, yank down one of the curtains. You can see this great big narrow stained glass window behind it. You start pulling the curtains aside. It's a beautiful stained glass uh, all over the place. But then once you're in the room, and the shadows, I said, very very deep in here. And you brought the lantern in, of course. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm just I thinking. See Goonie making an O face. Well. Uh, Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I just had an idea, you know. I, I was going to wait and see, but I think perhaps uh, when we this, the light shines through these um, stained glass windows, maybe there's a pattern or something on that bare floor. I don't know. Yeah, that's just such an awesome idea. I wish I had thought <laughs> of it, but as the ambient night light, it was a dark night in Bastion anyway. Yeah, it's it was grimy and misty. But uh, there's certainly some weird patterns that would play across the floor. But in the shadows, as they coalesce, as you look for patterns on the floor, the shadows begin to coalesce oh. into a girly form. And you hear another giggle. Only this one's a slightly throatier giggle. 
the last dusty, transubstantiated form of one of the moon girls, little tiptoe, was just a little girl. This one seems older, like an adolescent girl form. And you realize it bears you no goodwill whatsoever. Players will generally go first. So as you see this happening, and since it's not the first time it's happened to you tonight, you guys, what do you do? <sighs> Another naughty sister, I believe. Um, I I will... I don't know if it'll work, but I will summon my cloud, frozen cloud, to envelop the shadow girl. All right. Your little doom cloud appears, and it rushes forward as if to engulf her. But you can't freeze shadow, yeah, can you? No. And just a patch of the floor becomes very slippery now beneath you with frost and whatnot, at least beneath her anyway. And uh, uh, how, about, uh, how about you, Roach? You got anything up your sleeve as you see this horrific little shadow girl? Well, um, I don't remember. How, how did we deal with the last one? With a broom? Was that what it was? Yeah, you like swept it with a broom. I don't think a brooch has a broom, so I think what he's going to do is wave his tyrant's rod at it and tell okay. it to disperse. Okay. Or, okay. or fall down or whatever. Okay. That means it has to make a will save if it was susceptible to such things, which this particular thing it is. And it's will, because this must be the second sister, Harvest Moon, who has a rather good will of 14, and she rolls an 8. So she will not disperse. But she does, shadows do quiver for a moment. And, uh, Nyx, what do you do? Um, I am going to make sure that the light, the lantern, is all the way open. Yeah. And I'm just going to approach her with the lantern shining it at her. And see if she has any reaction to that. Okay, well, with the iris all the way open where it's kind of lighting the whole room in all directions, she, she seems to back up a bit and uh, uh, retreat away from you as if she causes her discomfort, but it doesn't seem to actually hurt her at all. You've got at least not to with the iris all the way Focus open the like light. That. Yeah. Well, focusing the light would be a great thing to do on your next turn, but right now is her turn. And uh, some of her... Shadow reaches out in this stabby, stabby motion right towards your face, Nyx. And where is my damage die? And Shadow envelops your head. And you take three points of damage. As you can feel the shadow leaking into your nostrils and nose and the pores of your skin. Oh, that's rather... Uh, and it's rather horrible unpleasant. experience. I don't like this. Yeah, certainly is. And uh, you can, again, hear uh, a bit of a a throaty giggle reverberating throughout the shadow in the room. And and it's your turn again. And what are you doing, uh, Percy? Um, I think since we can go in any order That's true. I yes, you can. would suggest Nyx go first because she might right. be the only one that can do any th- damage to Nyx, this thing. what do you do? 
So I am, in fact, going to now focus the beam so that it's okay. So you adjust right the out. iris. You adjust the iris on the lantern to increase a narrow focus beam, more like a flashlight. You know, and all the lights being channeled into this one beam, all the power of the light. And you shine it at her just like a flashlight. And that is an enhanced attack against her, which does D12 damage. So I don't know if you have a D12 sitting next to you, but if you do, now is the time to roll it. Great. Five. Five. Oh, the thing quivers. And could a shadow become slightly less substantive? Or is it just your imagination? But you definitely feel like you're hurting the thing. And uh, and yet, you don't think you've completely driven it away. And it will get a chance to do something. There may be nothing Roach or or uh, Percy can do. But if they want to do something, now is their time. I'm going <clears> to <throat> I'm gonna turn on my, I'll turn on that fan. And just, I don't know if I can do anything. But since it's sort of, you know, not corporeal, uh, right, right, maybe. Yeah, you wind up the fan and click, 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 click and it begins to uh, whir. And you don't see that it has any visible effect, but it's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Roach, you got to try your wand again. I know that it's not the way you think it works, but uh, you could always do that out of desperation or some other thing I might not have thought of before we move on. Well, um, he is convinced this isn't going to do anything, um, but he's going to shoot it with his pistol anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. You do shoot it with your pistol, and it doesn't do anything, but does rather satisfyingly blow out one of those nice stained glass windows on the other side of the room. Of course, they are just going to tear this whole place down anyway. Or it's going to burn down. <laughs> yeah, or it's going to burn down. <laughs> That's absolutely right. And then they'll haul away the rubble. They're going to build a metropolitan tramway station here. But, uh, no, you blow out a stained glass window, and then she swells up like a brown dwarf and fills the room with shadow, and everybody make dexterity saves or be encompassed within the shadow. Otherwise, I'm picturing you rolling and dodging and trying not to be enveloped in it. I succeeded. As did I. All right, that's good. You fail. This is a blast effect, so I would have had to roll separately for you anyway, but I will only roll for Lynn. And Lynn, you take four more points of damage as the shadow enters your pores, and you become that that much, that, that little bit more shadowy yourself. You have permanent shadow within you. Will you be transubstantiated as well? I hope not. So you should be fairly far down on the HP now. Yes. I Is have it? none left. I was going to okay, say, I think there was two and four, right? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. But have you lost any strength points? None yet, right? Not yet. Okay. Next time you take damage, it'll come off strength, and then we'll have to check for critical damage. And that is what she does on her turn. Swells up and tries to attack all of you. Nix, what do you do? Let's start with you. I'm going to shine that light at her again. Shine the light. Shine that ever loving light on me. All right. And roll your enhanced damage die of D12. Four. Hey, well, guess what? You needed eight. You had five last time. And 
Now you've gone down into her strength, causing her critical damage. You'll have to save or be dissipated. Oh, God, that's a bad roll. She rolled a 17. And she is dissipated, and shadows melt back into their natural places, and they're only shadows where shadows should be. And aside from the distant roar of fire far down below you, and the breeze coming in through the broken stained glass window, the room is now silent. Uh, there's only one other item of interest in here. This is behind the last curtain. And it is behind one of the stained glass windows. There's a door that opens up on a very small balcony. And there's a there's a telescope here. It's pointed up at the sky. It's not huge. You could carry it. Cool. It, uh, it'd be bulky, but you could carry it. And the bulk is actually a sign of awkwardness, too. You know, not just weight. It's awkward to carry around a delicate telescope. It's aimed at the sky, but the sky's, of course, overcast right now. Do, do you, you want to... Look through it anyway. See if you can get a good look at the clouds. Yes. Okay. Well, next, you take a look in the in the telescope, and you realize, with a tingle, you can see actually through the clouds and deep, deep, deep into the night, further than you've ever been able to see on a clear night. For in the disk of the telescope, you see a nebula that you've never seen before. This glowing pinkish, purpley, you know, a pinkish nebula shot through with veins of purple almost. It's quite lovely. There are nine stars inside the nebula, and they seem arranged in a natural way, all equidistant from one another. It's quite unnatural. And there's something so deeply disturbing about the pinkish hue of this nebula and about the veiny strands of purple that run throughout it that you must make a will save instantly upon looking at it. Now, you had heard that the girls belonged to some astral cult of the existential fulcrum. Perhaps this is some sign of it. I failed. You failed the will save, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you will lose 2d6 will. It is mind-blasting, the implications of what you're seeing. Your mind can't even encompass it all. So how much will did you lose? I lost six. Okay. Now, you don't have to, like, role players will be dumber or anything like that, because will isn't re- primarily intelligence anyway. Intelligence is kind of handled with the GM being generous with information uh, about what you know. But uh, it is your overall mental stat, so... Um, it's your willpower. It's everything. You are hurting inside. You like cry out and stumble away from the telescope. <laughs> Gee, does anyone else want to take a look in the telescope? I have no intention of looking through that. Well, that looks like it hurt. Yeah, it does. And obviously, though, because it can see right through those clouds, and probably much farther than a normal telescope, is obviously a you know a bit of minor, at least arcana here. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Why don't you hold on to that? Just don't look through it. Um, I don't know if it's the telescope. Maybe it's the lens. But we'll have to look at it later, I think. Yes. Did you say? Did you say it was pink with purple veins? <laughs> I <did>. Yes. <laughs> oh, sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I can't quite place it. About 8,000 names for this nebula just <laughs> popped into my head. About 8,000 names for this nebula just slid into me. All right. So, uh, so Nix, I guess, takes the telescope but doesn't. And uh, anyway, moving on, I guess, out of this room because there seems to be nothing else valuable in here. Yeah, I just wanted uh, to tear those, tear one of those curtains down. Uh, yeah, everybody want to grab a curtain? Yeah, yeah. Get cloaked up with a with a nice black uh, blackout curtain. All right. So you guys wrap yourselves up in those. You look like cultists or Dracula or something walking out of the room, all wrapped in. And you walk past the little vanity table to the black door, not the blacker door. There's no stairs upwards out of that other room. So there must be out of this room. And this door is not locked. You don't have to take the time to uh, mess with your little lock picks to get through. But in here you can see there's a four-poster bed and a wardrobe and another dressmaker's dummy like the one you noticed down before. But by now the vents are really coming up. This room also, by the way, full of stained glass windows. Uh, None of them... You know, seem to hinge open or anything like that. Um, there's no other, you know, it's not like another little balcony in this room that matches the one in the last room. Just the bed and the wardrobe, the dressmaker's dummy, and the smoke is now really kind of billowing out of the, the little registers. And as it does billow, you almost expect it this time. The smoke begins to coalesce into the form of a shapely young woman, the oldest sister. The grown sister, Ruby Moon. And even though she carries a form now made of smoke, you can see two little distant embers glowing in her head that look like little eyes. And she gives a full woman's laugh and begins to expand her form as if to envelop you in smoke. But generally, you guys go first, and you're not surprised by anything anything like that. So who wants to go first? Kind of hard when there is no established order, right? No one wants to just like jump in or whatever. It, but it is you go in however you wish. And I see the well, roaches. Nyx has the has the best weapon against these things. <sighs> <laughs> well, I meant the lantern, but you could do that too. <laughs> well, you blow as hard as you can with your with your uh, with your lungs. loud lungs. But you know what? Loud lungs is an actual thing that you can end up with in the table for starting package. Ought to be worth something, right? It ought to be worth something, these loud lungs. And you are obviously on to the gist of, of it. So I think this should be an uh, impaired attack, which is D4. As you, uh, and boy, I hope, uh, I hope you brushed your teeth earlier today or she's going to be in a world of trouble. Oh, I only oh. rolled a one. Well, you do do... You know, you think you feel the the shadow billowing back just a little bit, and um, see anybody else got a have a grand idea? Uh, yeah, that reminds me, I've got this fan. Now you, you stand back, smoke, and I'm gonna <sighs> yeah, wind it up and blow it at her. Okay, well you do that. And good roll and enhanced attack at D12. But you realize, as, even as this is happening, even as you realize it's successful and it's hurting her, there's nowhere for her to go. 
You know, she's kind of drifting out the door just a little bit, but you guys are in the way of the door. There's nowhere for the smoke to dissipate, but go ahead and roll that damage. Uh, Four. Okay. Okay, well, you've done five HP already of damage to the... We could blow her into the other room and out the window that was broken with the pistol. Well, we could break these windows in here. Oh, we could do that, too. Alright, well it's Roach's turn. What do you want to do, Roach? Well, seeing these blowing type attacks uh are seeming to have at least some effect, he's going to take his uh curtain cloak and unwrap himself from it and wave it like okay. a you know, like like he's trying to send smoke signals or No, I think that's great. I think it's worth an impaired attack for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have a D4. A D4, and if you don't have a D4, I can roll a D4 for you. Could you? Could you? I don't think you had. You had a D12. You had to like roll your last time. You rolled a D12 and divided it by three. But I'll go ahead and roll. And hey, that's actually not bad. You got a two, and uh, no better than zero. Yeah, and you got seven HP of damage to to Smoke Girl. But uh, it's her turn. She was trying to swell up earlier. And as she swells up, everybody, it's very hard not to breathe in some of the smoke. It gets in your eyes, and it's burning and itchy. Make dexterity saves, all of you, to avoid taking terrible damage. And really, we're very worried about Nyx, so we hope she makes it. Nyx rolled a one. Oh, Critical great, great, success. great. And I failed this time. Oh, no. Well, you will take two points of damage. Okay. How about Roach? Roach rolled an eight, so he is good to go. He is good to go. And, yeah, you've done a significant amount of damage, to. You can just tell the, the smoke is, is harder for it to coalesce. Instead of being in big, terrible clouds, it's like stranding across the room. But it looks like it just has no outlet. What do you guys want to do? Percy, you sound like you might have been onto something a little earlier. Yes. Um, I'm going to shoot the window. All right. And I Why don't, don't know. If and I, you don't have to roll. Okay. You just shoot it right out. Yeah. Although I was kind of hoping you'd throw the brick through it. But that would. I thought nice. about that, but it, I wanted yeah. to save that. Save the brick. Yeah. You know, a bag with a brick in it should really count as a weapon. And you know, it's at least a. It should. Like a it's club at least an improvised, at least a crude weapon in terms of this game. But. Uh, all right. So you do that, and once you do that, then the smoke starts like drifting out the window. And uh, you could just let it go, or you guys could. Yeah, I'm going to just keep blowing that fan, pointing okay. at her towards the window. Let her, okay. let her blow out. Okay, all right. And if you want to blow again with your lungs, you can do one more point of damage. And if uh, Roach wants to wave at it again, wow, he does four points of damage. Just went in and narrated that out and role-played it for you. And she only had two left. And as she is leaving the room and being blown about, uh, that is the wrong dice. She has to make a critical save here. And she rolls 15, failing it. And is now dissipated and completely. She's now transubstantiated in another way. As are all the poor, ill-fated moon sisters. And there is 
no pearls in here, unfortunately, or no other obvious treasure, but there is a doorway that goes up. And from the smoke that's not her that now comes billowing out of the registers, you realize, you know, the lower story, the fire certainly reached the first floor by now, you know. You can even see it kind of glowing in the... <laughs> uh, you remember there's like an old hedge maze outside, only it was all dead. You could see right through it. But you can see the, you know, the glowing on the hedge maze from the the fire, the bottom story is kind of creating a radius of light out into the surrounding estate now. And still no major arcana, although you've already... Hey, you got out here right now with just a telescope and the pearls. You know, that's something. But um, you don't know what arcana sells for, but you have a feeling it's a lot. And yes. uh, So... You could try to escape now, but you feel like you might just have another 10 or 15 minutes. You might be able to check out what's upstairs. You think there's probably only one more room. The stairs are obviously going back in towards the tower itself. Not the little side turret, but the top of the, actually the upper floor. And the upper, the uppermost story of Moonstone House. Do you want to go up the stairs? I think we should, should risk it all and... Yes. See what we can find. Agree. Well, if we don't, if we, yeah, if we we leave now, it won't be nearly as, uh, we, we, I feel like we will have missed something. Yes, we'll just go for it. All right, you go for it. So go for it. It's me saying you're going to charge up those stairs, and you do. And, uh, in your haste, you know. Maybe you're not as careful as you should be, but you get about halfway up the stairs, and everybody make yet another annoying dexterity save. This time as the stairway, a section of the stairway just unhinges and opens out underneath your feet. And if you fail to give me a big thumbs down, but nobody did, oh, that's wonderful. You guys at the very last second, and it's a tenant of this system almost. So you really, you should always have that last second deck save, right? Um, also, that you'll pretty much find any traps as long as you're going carefully and slowly, checking and yada yada. So, but you're all like, spread your legs at the last minute. You can picture yourself running up some stairs, like about a four-stair section, right? The, when the first person steps in on the first stair, the whole thing just hinges backwards and swings down. Now, you could jump over it. It's no problem. You don't have to make a roll. But you can see this. This is a chute that went all the way down to the basement. And you can see that somebody would have landed, you know, in a cage in a basement. Because you can see the silhouettes of the cage. They would have landed. But is now completely engulfed in flames. You know, you're like looking down into a pit of flames. Or you can see the cage. It's like, om nom shiba. Om nom shiba. Om. Yeah. But, uh. Normally, this just would have been a fall down into a cage and break your legs trap. This now it would have become a fall down and break your legs and burn to death trap, which luckily no one fell. So that's good. And you can keep on moving up the stairs. Yes, it is. Yes, it was. All right. And at the top of the stairs, there's an elaborate and ornate door with a lock set into the shape of a crescent moon. Remember, this was like the family crest. It was on their gates outside. It was emblazoned above their fireplace. This must be, you know, the room of father and mother moon. 
Now, Father Moon had died long before the girls joined the cult, and the mom had died too. Uh, but this must be the parents' room, and it is absolutely locked. I will then <clears throat> quickly attempt to pick it because we are in quite a hurry at this point. That's right, and you really are. Really don't have a good way back down that I can see. So we may be jumping out the damn window. Yeah, and there is a moat down there if you recall, but it was only four feet deep, but that might be better than nothing, right? So, Well, um, it might be. We'll f- I guess we'll find out because I rolled a seven on my decks. Hey, that's great. That's great. So uh, you open the door all right, but you're working in a hurry, like we said, and one of the craters of the little crescent moon, a dart shoots out of it. You get the door open, but thunk, ooh, this dart hits you square in the chest, Roach. And you're going to actually lose no HP, but you actually lose four points of dexterity as a numbness spreads through your limbs. Now, not, obviously, these aren't permanent. If you'll recall, a, uh, a long rest will restore your ability score losses, whether will or strength or dexterity or not. But uh, there's a sluggishness that goes through your limbs. You're not quite as dexterous. The rest of this adventure, you'll... You'll be hurting a bit on dexterity, but you did get the door open quickly, and it is now the point where it's now the time where you're right. Time does matter because the fire has gone up into the first floor, and you'll call a lot of wooden fixturings down there, plaster on the walls, and heavy wooden beams down in that big main room where you fought the salvage jacks, and a lot of furniture. This place might be starting to go up more quickly, but you get the door open, and inside it's quite clear this. Uh, Perhaps it was once a bedroom, but uh, there's a bed that's been, like, completely disassembled. It's just the mattress on the floor, but there's parts of the bed lying everywhere. And beyond that, and there are some little personal items, knickknacks, end tables, you know. But the dominant feature in the room is a whole bunch of shelves lining the opposite corner of the wall. And on every one of those shelves is nothing. They are empty. And it's quite frustrating because it seems like nothing so much as a place to display one's beautiful collection of arcana. But as I said, the bed had uh, been disassembled and was just laying on the mattress. One big point that I probably should have mentioned even before the empty shelves. There's a great big silver egg lying in the bed. It's like a hinged egg. It's almost like a little jewelry egg, but it's big. You know, it's the size of a, a person. It's like a coffin-sized egg. It seems to be like maybe what smashed the bed. That thing is immense. There's no way you're carrying that out of here. It won't even fit down the stairs. You know. And you have no idea what it is. Very odd. Uh, uh, perhaps, um, perhaps we should, one of us should sit on it and hatch it, see what's in it. Oh, it's got a hinge, don't it? Can't we just uh, open it up? Oh, yes, I guess I, you could just... I just thought it'd be fun to pretend like we're hatching an egg, but I said, we don't really have time for fun hijinks, so um, I guess let's, let's move this uh, hinge here. Okay, well, you, so you want to open the egg. Uh, you do... And when you do, there's like some, some hissing steam that comes out of it. We're like, tss, 
And uh, here, what's well, all that then you hear from inside the egg? And when you open it, you look inside, and there's uh, it's almost like this dimensional doorway because you're expecting this tiny little egg, but it's actually a whole room in there when you look in. It's like a comfortable study. There's a fireplace that's going, and some uh, bookshelves on the walls, and a little gramophone uh, that could play music. And sitting in a chair by the fire with a mischievous, you know, somewhat diminutive but not fully short guy with a roundish nose and a mischievous grin on his face and black hair cut in an almost mod style. And as he looks up, he grabs a wig that's sitting here and puts it over his head. Because blimey, who are you then? Uh, excuse me. Um, excuse me. Well, no, excuse me. What are you doing in, in an egg? Well, it's a resurrection egg, isn't it? Uh, is it? I've never heard of such a thing. I'm sure there's lots you've never heard of. Well, that's probably true. Whatever you do, don't come in here because you'll never be able to leave and I'm not spending eternity with you. I'm Ezekiel Moon. Haven't you heard of me? Uh, well, I've heard of the Moon family. I mean, this is their... We are standing in their former residence. Ah, uh, yes, yes. I imagine it's slated for destruction. New tramway station or some such nonsense. Indeed. Yes, yes. correct. And I imagine you're filthy looters, right? Incorrect. We have a writ. We are proper looters. Well, you won't get my collection of arcana. I've arranged for that. I, of course, I thought I had arranged for eternal life. Uh, my oldest daughter, very resourceful, that one, helped me procure this, this resurrection egg. Uh, the joke's on me, though. You can't ever leave it. <laughs> so, you know, I, and I don't want to die the final death, so I'll be staying right here, and you can go about your merry way. Well, no matter what they do to this egg, they can tear down the place around, as far as I'm concerned. But you won't find any of my arcana. I've had it all moved away to a very safe location where you'll never, never find it. That will what? be my collection for eternity. What good oh, does it do you if you're trapped in this egg? Why would you not want to share? Share? One does not amass a collection at great expense to share it. I was not even willing to share it with my daughters and see them fight over it. Certainly didn't want to share it with my stupid wife. That's why I had to poison her. Give her the wasting sickness. Oh, you. Mm. You horrible man, you. Well, well, how about this? If you don't tell us wherever it is, we're all coming in the egg and spending eternity with no, you. No, 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 no. There's not nearly enough. You wouldn't like my music. Um, there's not enough places to sleep. It's just, that's not, that won't work. Thank you. You may close the gate um, now. I won't be talking. Don't come in. You'd hate it. Don't don't just doom yourself for eternity just to spite me. Well, my collection is quite safe. We might have to because uh, your house is on fire, and um, we've we don't really have an escape route, so we might have to climb in there to avoid it. Um, uh. If worse comes to worse, but really on fire, you say? Well, that's the way I like to see it go. That way, better a good fire than the wrecking ball. What? Ah. Anyway, well, I suppose I don't need you in here for eternity. Well, it doesn't matter. I don't. From one look at you peering down with your stupid faces makes me realize you'll never find the treasure anyway. You can tell you exactly where it is, and you'd never survive the expedition to get there. I had all my treasure shipped to Hope's End. It's beyond the Coral Sea. 
There's no one there but wretched folk and convicts, but I did inherit through my wife's family an estate there, and all of my artifacts have been moved there, where they're watched after by my very faithful servants. I very much doubt the likes of you can afford an expedition beyond the Coral Sea, and I very much doubt that you could ever survive the cleverly laid places where the artifacts are kept. So you can just shut that door now. There, there, be good fellows. Yeah, well. I hope your egg burns. Well, yeah, I was going to say, what happens when the egg burns up in the fire? Uh, not even a dragon's fire could harm this egg. Well, so you're just going to uh, stay there for your the rest of your eternity, and there you go. Well, well suit yourself. I mean, we, are you sure we couldn't just reach in and pull you out? Don't do that! No, no, don't do it! I, I, don't you dare! Don't you do it! He goes over and grabs a fireplace poker, shaking it up at you. <laughs> well, okay. I'm not going to force you out. That's right, you're not. All right, and by now the you know the house is definitely the room is definitely filling with smoke and and uh, it's getting pretty bad. And he looks at you smugly. That's what I thought. Now go on with you. You'll never you'll never get my artifacts, mm. and I shall be smugly here for eternity, contemplating your incompetence. Hmm. Is there, uh, perchance, uh, um, like a secret passageway from up here to? Uh, outside, you know, like... That well, why don't you go out and jump down up, up and down on the stairs about halfway up? You might find something. Oh, no, that's not what I meant. We found that. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, hoping for, like, some kind of, you know, separate stairwell that is, you know, not engulfed in flame that we might take Do I look down. like a man who puts on a seminar for every sewer jack or every salvage jack who runs into a building without a good plan for getting out after foolishly setting it on fire, I might add? Oh, we didn't set it on fire. Your uh, little trap thing did when we stopped it. Oh, well, then you didn't stop it the right way, did you? I, you're all so stupid. I can't believe I, I. I might as well just give you the key to the room over there and I'm very. I'm really trying to get this guy. To, I'm really trying to make him piss, piss you off. I know. I, just, just close the the egg there, dum dum, and go about your business. Save yourselves. Leave me to my smug eternity. And he thumbs his nose at you. And you realize he does look exactly like Keith Moon. <laughs> well, Roach um, is going to attempt to lift the egg. Is that possible? What are you doing? Wait. Stop it! Wait! Wait! Now it's heavy, but you can make a strength save to lift it up. Even well, if you fail, you can, like, knock it off the, you know, it's a little purge. At my reduced strength, that will be a 12, and I rolled a 14, so not... Oh, no. Uh, well, you knock it off, though, and it rolls off the bed, and he's like, Oh, I'm sideways now, you idiot! Oh! Now yeah, I'm spending... Kick it, down, kick it down the stairs and make it go in the basement. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Well... I did say it would be hard to get out of this place, but I also said there was a very, very big door, right? So it's probably not until the lower levels. And so you push it over with your feet. What are you doing? And you can hear his, like, gramophone falling and the stuff inside his little pocket dimension, which obviously shares the same gravity as the rest of the world, tumbling over. No, I will have it. I apologize. You're not stupid. I was wrong. I know. And he tumbles down the stairs and goes straight down into the hole. You can hear, ah! 
and a great flame comes up. And you can hear screaming and agony because he's falling out of the egg down there and he's burning up. Oh, shit. I didn't think he could get out. He's like falling out of it because it fell down and shattered and broke, you know. And, uh, whoops. Yeah. And, uh, so, well, you know, he deserved it. He's a bad egg. Huh. Uh, He was a bad egg. He poisoned (laughs) or killed his wife. He was a horrible man. Yeah. Shouldn't uh, lose any sleep over his death. Yeah. Oh, not sa- I'm not sad about that. I, yeah, I just I just didn't expect it. Is all I thought he was <laughs> stuck in there forever, and the egg could survive any fire. I didn't think he'd fall out and burn up. But it's kind of funny he that did he did say that the egg was indestructible. So well, well he said it could survive a dragon's fire, but I figure you know he, a he didn't close six the, or eight story fall and smashing onto a he floor, didn't close the door. He fell out. Yeah, I mean, there's like a weak spot on the hinge, you know, it like cracked it open that way, you know. But uh, he died the death he deserves. At least he won't be smugly thinking about how stupid you are throughout all eternity. <laughs> However, you might be thinking about how stupid you are throughout all eternity because you realize now that you're at the top of a flaming tower. And up here there are little balcony rooms, you know. You go look out and uh, you look down and, you know, not that far below you flame is licking out through the stained glass windows of all shattered and you can still you know even though it's nighttime you remember there was a crowd that was gathering at the gate of the estate it's a big yard but you'll recall it used to be a country manor long before the city encroached around it over the centuries and you can see the crowds all anxiously watching the place and it's gotten rather big the radish seller you first spoke to is out there where's the fire brigade yeah uh, they would laugh if you you know the the burgers have not uh, have never voted enough funding for the fire brigade, and even then they're pulling. You know they're they got to be pulling a fire engine from quite a ways away. So they're certainly not going to be here to help you in time. Is well, there a window okay. from this room? Well, there's a ba- uh, absolutely there's like a balcony, balcony? room where you look at where you're seeing all this. Are yeah. there bed sheets? Do we see bed sheets have, on that bed? We have rope. Uh, yeah, they have, they have oh yeah, sheets. we have rope too, and you've got yep. rope, and you've got hook. curtains, and yep, yeah, okay. Well, I guess we're going over the side. But I will say this: you don't have nearly enough rope to let all the way down to the bottom, and even then, you'd be crawling against the flame, right? So you're climbing against the flame. Yeah. I didn't have a good plan for you guys to get out here, although I just thought of one that would be kind of cute. But like I say, you got a lot of bed sheets. You got some great big uh, heavy curtains. You've got some rope, and uh, you got about five minutes. Yes. Um, well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start um, pulling the bed sheets off and tying them together. Uh, Nix, do you have uh, do you have an idea? I have an idea. What if we join enough pieces of cloth to make a great big parachute and then use the fan to fill it with air and slow our fall? <laughs> well, that I was like kind of the idea I just had. Yeah, I didn't think of it earlier, but yeah. I don't have a better idea. I mean,. We could I mean, slow I don't our know if fall. It would work in real life, but it would certainly work in a cartoon. <laughs> Damn it! 
Well, you guys don't have long, so if you're going to do it, you better get to it. Everybody struggling quickly, you know, begins tying off curtains and, and blankets I mean, it's, it's and everything else. And it's obviously not going to gently out, set us on the ground. But if we can just slow our fall so we're not, like, crushed to pul- a pulp, maybe maybe just a couple of broken bones or just something. Just slow it enough <laughs> from terminal velocity, right. Yes. All right. And, and maybe try to aim ourselves into the moat at least help a tiny bit more if we can land well, in the moat. You guys put you got you know you don't have time to work carefully you know so you do your very best very quickly. You realize you've got minutes here, not not hours. And you get the thing together. You get out onto the balcony. You kind of hoist up in the air like you're playing parachute in gym class, you know, so it mushrooms up above you and you can turn on the little fan. <laughs> and uh, uh, it begins. You, you know, you hope it's filling it, and you grab the edges, and I guess you're just going to have to make a leap of faith here. And yeah. everybody make dexterity tests, even if your dexterity has been modified on the way out. Two of you need to make it to avert disaster. Uh, I rolled a natural 20. Oh, no. I rolled a five, baby. Uh, no. Oh, no! Well, you guys go jumping up, and it does not quite balloon up the way you wanted oh. it to. It's really going nicely on uh, Nix's end. If I can do something as I'm falling... What do you do? I'm Well, I'm going to move my, <laughs> my frozen cloud um, over us. I don't know. That won't slow us, but we will... Um, yeah, that probably won't help, but it, well, at least we won't catch any flames or anything on the way down if we were, well, you know, close well, to Well, that's the- probably true. Well, now you're all covered with frost. Roach, however, has, like, slipped off. You know, he, had, he rolled the worst thing he could roll with a, with a 20. He slips off, and he falls to the ground. Oh! And uh, he's going to take 2d6 damage. But I rolled pretty low. Well, I rolled low with the first dice. So you take 7 points of damage upon landing and that's in the moat <laughs> you, know, you go like all the way through the four feet of water and smack into the um, and so uh, does that take away any of your strength points do we need yes to? it does all right and so you're already missing a little strength so we're gonna roll for critical damage and so we can roll under my current current modified. lower strength yeah. yeah I succeeded with a five. hey that's great that's great so you do the classic, you know, splash back up out of the moat, drag yourself uh, back up. Uh, meanwhile, though, because uh, Percy didn't get a good grip on it, the whole thing just spins out and spins and spins and spins in circles, and it never does balloon up quite nicely the way you want it to. And when you land, you each take D4 damage. And uh, I think with... Lynn, that will be taken off her strength. It will be taken off my strength. And you so must now make a st- my new strength, strength test at the new strength to avoid taking critical damage. Oh, no. Yeah. She's hurt. She's hurt bad. But luckily, your friends and allies can get to you within an hour. If you laid there with an hour unattended to, you would die. But your friends, even though you land badly and uh, you've got the telescope... You've got, which has got to be worth a few guilders at least. And you've got the jewels. I mean, the pearls. Mm-hmm. And, even better, you know where the vast collection of Arcana is. 
but it is in Hope's End, which is across the Coral Sea. So as you trudge out to the great applause of the people who are accumulated in the street, you now, of course, have far more than you need to pay off your rent in advance, and you even have enough to perhaps realistically mount an expedition to Hope's End to find the artifact collection of Father Moon. But that, we'll have to wait till next time. You guys, however, have survived an expedition with something to show for it. You have now reached the professional level. You are no longer novices. So in between sessions, we will level you up. And we will continue our adventures. However, Halloween is coming. And as our longtime listeners know, we always do a Halloween special. And so next time, we'll be doing our Halloween special. And then we will return to the world of Into the Odd and see how our adventurers do with their much greater quest that lies before them. So that's it. Hey, everybody. If you like our podcast, don't forget to leave us a good rating and or review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever you're able. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Goonies underscore world. And check out our website at GooniesWorldPodcast.com. Email us at GooniesWorldPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.